Oh, look at this run. What a run. Marshawn Lynch. Still on his feet. Has blockers now. He's dancing his way for the touchdown. Welcome back to In the Trenches, a Couch GM podcast. I'm your host, Will Ortner, and I am very, very, very excited to say, uh, you can tell by the hat, we've got a new sponsor, Black Label Supplements. They're a proud sponsor of the Couch GM. You're going to want to fuel your victories with Black Label Supplements, the ultimate choice for athletes. Elevate your performance with their full line of third-party tested clean supplements. Check them out at blacklabelsupplements.com or use the link below. We're going to have it right there for a 15% discount. You can also go to their website and use the promo code COUCHGM and you'll get that 15% discount. Remember to grind, hustle, win, repeat. All right, getting into today's episode. We're going to talk about some possible landing spots for some NFL QBs. We're not going to get into all of them and I'm not getting into the NFL draft yet. There's plenty of time to do that. Everyone's starting to come out with their mock draft 1.0, 1.5. I don't even know if anyone's over to 2.0 yet. So plenty of time for that. We still have the combine that's coming up at the end of this week. So there's going to be a whole lot of moving, jockeying around. Some guys are going to have good performances. Some guys are going to have bad. So we're going to leave those guys alone. That's a video for another day. Today, we're going to go through, I've got five quarterbacks and we're going to talk about where could they possibly land, and I'm going to put them in a couple places and the reasons why I think they're going to land in these spots. The first QB that I have, it's Justin Fields, and I'm going to put him in Atlanta. Why? Fields has to be traded, and for him to go to a new team, Chicago's probably going to ask for a two. The reason for that is you've got one year where Justin Fields is still on the rookie deal, And then he has that fifth-year option. But the fifth-year option, you have to make the decision for that right now. Why I think Atlanta is a good trading spot for him is because if Chicago is able to trade him over to Atlanta, Atlanta has a number, has their second pick in the second round that's going to be in a spot that is high enough that it's going to feel almost kind of like a first-round pick, right? We have this weird thing where we talk about it in NFL circles where The last 10 or so picks in the first round feel like second round picks, but then the first 10 in the second round feel like first round picks. It's a weird thing that we do. Atlanta's obviously in that top 10 in that second round. So I think this is a good spot for them to trade fields away. I think Chicago would love to get more and more draft capital. What we've seen out of them is try and accumulate as much as much draft capital as possible. And then then they can get as many players as possible. It becomes a quantity over quality, and you're going to hit more likely than you're not in that situation. The reason I think this is going to work for Fields, because if you can't get it to work in Atlanta, you're not going to get it to work. Other than DJ Moore, he didn't really have too many weapons in Chicago. Now when you go to Atlanta, you're going to have Algeria, you're going to have Robinson, you're going to have London, and you're going to have Pitts. And they're all going to be young just like you. There's no reason that you shouldn't be able to make that offense work. Your offensive line is above average. You're able to run the football. You're able to run the football well, and you have an experienced head coach. Now, I know it's his first year in Atlanta, but he's done it before with Morris. I think he can get the job done. So this is why I think it's a good spot for Fields, why it's a good spot for Atlanta. I think that Atlanta is going to want to go and make this trade because you are going to find out right away with Fields what you have. 
Are you going to have a quarterback that you can build around and a quarterback that if he does pop, if Fields ends up working out, you're going to be able to build around him cheap because you're probably not going to take that fifth-year option. So if you're not taking that fifth-year option, you're paying him $3.2 million this year is what I believe the number is. And then you're going to be able to sign him to more of that sweetheart discount, that Baker Mayfield, Geno Smith level money where you're not breaking the bank. So if you go out and sign him and he works, you make the trade, Fields comes in, he works, his dynamic style of play fits well in your system, you're able to win a bunch of games, you're able to take over the NFC South, which really has been struggling for a long time. It works out perfect. The other thing for Atlanta, I don't know how many big-name quarterbacks they're really going to be in the conversation for that are going to be free agents, right? When you look at Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, are those players that are going to want to go to Atlanta? Now, Kirk and Baker, they have a little bit more of a say of where they're going to go, and we're going to talk about them here in a little bit. But Russ, yes, Russ is going to jump right on that. The thing for Atlanta is, do you want to take Russ? Russ has shown the last two or three years, you know, he has struggled. He's had injury issues. And then when he was in Denver, he hasn't performed the way that he was supposed to. And he hasn't lived up to that contract. Now he just went on another sports podcast and he talked about how he's more fired up than ever and how he wants to succeed. But I really do think that with the timetable that a lot of the other skill players on offense have right now, I think that Atlanta, they're going to go younger. And I think that's why fields makes sense. Also, he's going back home. The next quarterback that we're going to look at is Kirk Cousins. Super bland, super meh. It's Captain Coles, and I think he stays in Minnesota. Here's the reason. He wants to end his career there. Kirk has said that multiple times. He loves the area. He loves that he can keep his family in the schools that they're already in. His kids don't have to worry about bouncing around from school to school. You know, he's got little leagues that they're already in. He's got dance recitals that those kids are in, extracurricular activities. His wife seems to love it. Minnesota really does seem to accept him and really love him. Kirk wants to stay in Minnesota. Minnesota wants to stay with Kirk. Why? Because Kirk Cousins is better than everyone gives him credit for. Is he a top 10 quarterback? No, probably not. But he's a better than average quarterback, and he's a quarterback that you can win with. The way that he was playing this year before he tore up his Achilles, he was playing at the best level that he ever has, and he was being efficient with the football, and he was putting the ball in his wide receiver's hands. You have Jordan Addison, you have Justin Jefferson, and they've been playing absolutely lights out. I know you're probably going to be without Hawkinson for the rest of next year, or at least for a good chunk of next year after he tore up his knee, but it's a great spot for Kirk Cousins to succeed and thrive. The other reason that I think Minnesota wants to do this is because when you take him and you sign him to a two or three year deal, he knows that his career is pretty much over at the end of those two or three years. So what can you do? You can go out and draft his replacement. Go get a quarterback that you like in the late first round, in the early second round. Go get Penix or McCarthy or Knicks. Whichever guy that you think is the guy, go grab them and let them spend a year or two under Kirk. Let them learn what it's like to be a pro and then see how well they can perform after. It worked wonders for Aaron Rodgers. It worked wonders for Jordan Love. Go steal a play out of your arch rivals playbook in the Green Bay Packers. Go get the QB of the future. Let him learn under a quarterback in Kirk Cousins who is a pro's pro. But the other thing about Kirk is I feel like he would actually help train the next QB 
and keep moving them along, much like Alex Smith did with Patrick Mahomes. Go and get the replacement. If it works out with Kirk and you end up winning a title, I think you're really far away from winning a title, but you can have a lot of success. Now you have the QB of the future there. I think it works out perfect for both teams. My third guy, I've got Baker Mayfield. I think Baker stays put as well. The reason that Baker's going to want to stay put, he's earned a chance to be a starter again with the play that he has had on the field this year. I felt like that Baker went out and played above expectations. Look, this is a guy who couldn't hold down a job last year. He was on multiple different teams as a starter, then not a starter, then a starter again, just bouncing around. It feels like Baker finally took the time to get healthy again. He looks much like he did his last good season in Cleveland when they went out and they beat Pittsburgh in the first round of the playoffs and then really gave it Kansas City all that they could handle in the second round, in the divisional round. So for me, Baker has played well enough to stay there. And then with Tampa, here's the deal. You can get him for cheap, and if you get Baker to stay, you're probably going to get Mike Evans to stay. And if you can get those two guys back on this team, the Bucs are probably still the best team in the South. Like unless Fields goes to Atlanta and Fields hits, it doesn't feel like New Orleans, they're building that type of team that can be dominant and can keep running and can finally take back over that division. Baker does just enough to where he's going to get you a shot at getting into the playoffs. Carolina is a dumpster fire, right? So when you look at this division, it seems like it's still up for the takings. Why wouldn't you just run it back with the same crew? Is this crew good enough to win a Super Bowl? No, probably not. But if you lose Baker Mayfield, then you're going right into tank rebuild mode. Do you really want to do that when you have a division that kind of feels like you can win it every year and that's if you just play average. I also think that someone's going to give Baker a chance. So if someone's going to give Baker a chance, why not keep him in the place where he was so successful last year and he's proven that he can go out and win you games? My fourth QB, I've got Geno Smith. He's going to stay in Seattle, right? And a lot of people are going to say, no S, Will. Seattle, they redid his uh, – they accepted his contract. They kept him on the roster, so he got his uh, roster bonus – I believe that was last Friday. He still has some more money that's due coming up, but he just got a big chunk of change. Here's the thing. The way that his deal is set up, it's actually very tradable for Gino. But what I think that Seattle is going to do, and this might be me reading a little bit too much into the tea leaves that I want, but I feel like Seattle is going to keep Gino around so that they can go and find the next guy. It doesn't seem like Drew Locke is the next guy. And if you're McDonald, you're going to want to bring in your own guy or someone that your offensive coordinator in uh, Ryan Grubb wants to have as his signal caller. So what do you do? You re-sign Gino, you keep him around, and then you do the exact same thing that I just talked about Minnesota doing with their quarterback of the future. Grab that kid, let him learn behind Gino. Gino is a pro's pro. He knows how to read defenses. He's been through the ringers, so he knows how to handle all different kinds of adversity. Let the young kid learn under Gino, and then they can reach their true potential. That's what I think is the best idea. Now, is it possible that Gino still gets traded? Maybe Seattle at that number 16 pick, they go and take J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix, and they believe that they have found the correct quarterback, and he's going to take them to the promised land. And then they can trade Gino away because that contract is very tradable. 
However, I don't see that happening. I think Geno stays. I do think that the quarterback of the future gets drafted because Geno is a stopgap. As good as he has been, and he has performed much better than what everyone expected of him, he is a stopgap quarterback. And even the starchest and the biggest Geno Smith believers understand that. He is a stopgap to the next quarterback. That doesn't mean that you have to get rid of him the minute that you get the next guy. Sometimes it's okay to have them learn for a year or two. My last guy, I have Russell Wilson. And look, I'm starting to feel bad for Dane Russ. Like he was a guy when he forced his way out of Seattle, he's like, all right, man, grass isn't always greener. You're going to have to deal with this. You better figure it out and you better hope it works for you. And it really, really hasn't, but it hasn't. And I felt like the last year or so it didn't work because Sean Payton didn't want it to work to begin with. Sean Payton didn't like Russ. He didn't vibe with him. They didn't gel well. And so he felt like he needed to move on from him anyways. And I don't feel like Russ was given the opportunity to succeed as well as it could have been. Did Russ take advantage of everything? No, absolutely not. But I don't feel like he was given every advantage to succeed there. So where do I see Russ going? I see him going to Pittsburgh. Why? He literally said that he was willing to take a vet minimum uh, this week on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall. Fantastic podcast, by the way. Russ says, I am hungrier than ever. I want to succeed. Where is a better spot for him to go than Pittsburgh? All signs point to Denver moving on from him. Pittsburgh is in a spot where it clearly seems like Kenny Pickett isn't the guy. Mason Rudolph, best case scenario, is a stopgap. You are in this division where Baltimore is nasty, Cleveland is nasty, Cincinnati is nasty, and Cleveland and Cincinnati should be getting better again because they're going to get their true quote-unquote starting quarterbacks. And that is an air quotes for Joe Burrow. That's air quotes for Deshaun Watson. But when he has been healthy – He's performed at a decent level at least last year, right? So you feel like you're the fourth dog. You feel like you're the cellar dweller, but you have Mike Tomlinson and you have a fantastic defense bolstered by TJ Watt, excuse me, JJ Watt's brother, right? So when TJ Watt is playing at his best, you have found a way to eke your way into the playoffs two years in a row with Pickett or with Mason Rudolph. And shoot, it seems like for the last five or six years, you're right on the bubble of eking into the playoffs or not quite eking into the playoffs with below average quarterback play. So go get Russell Wilson because he can push those other guys and it gives you an extra year before you have to go young again. Because if you go young again as a Steelers team and where you're drafting, you're drafting, I believe you're at the 20th spot, right? If you're drafting at that 20th spot, best case scenario, you're getting the fourth best quarterback in that draft. Best case scenario, right? Because it, you know – that May and Williams are going to go one, two. It sounds like Daniels could go uh, at three. And then you're hoping that no one else decides to take Penix, Knicks, or possibly J.J. McCarthy. It doesn't seem like the best opportunity to go and get a young quarterback unless you want to trade away a bunch of young, ca- a bunch of draft picks and a bunch of other capital. Doesn't seem like the spot for them to do that, right? So to me, Russ makes sense. Get him in there for cheap. Let him go to battle. Let it be a three-way battle between Wilson, uh, Rudolph, and Pickett. Whoever wins, they're the guy for the job. The other guy becomes a backup, and the third guy gets kicked out. I think it's a perfect spot because 
Russ is going to get an honest chance to go and be the QB of the future. And he's going to do it in a spot where he doesn't have to do everything on his own. And he can kind of get back to handing the ball off, being that game manager when it's not a dirty word. That's when you were at your best in Seattle, when you were game managing and making big plays at big opportunities, but not putting the ball in a ton of turnover risk. You can go and do that again in Pittsburgh. You have a good defense. You have a good running back staple over there. Go to Pittsburgh. And then as Pittsburgh, you get to have a three-way battle between a young quarterback, middle-aged quarterback, and a quarterback that's kind of on the end of will he be able to be a starter? Frankly, will he be able to stay in the league? If you are able to do that and one of those guys hits, all of a sudden you go from being that wild card playoff team to maybe you're an upper tier wild card playoff team, depending on injuries, depending on how things shake out. Maybe you even win the division, right? If Russ can turn back to old Russ, which that's a big ask, or Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett can take the next step, that's huge for Pittsburgh. And I think that's what they have to do because right now you have to decide, do you want to pull the shoe and tank and rebuild, which doesn't seem to be something that Pittsburgh ever does, especially since Mike Tomlinson has never, not Mike Tomlinson, Mike Tomlin, since Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season, it seems like they're always going to want to go for let's find a way to get in the playoffs and we'll figure it out from there. And if that's the mode you want to go in, put in Russ. He'll figure out a way. He might not be the guy, but it seems like the best landing spot for him and for them. Thank you so much for tuning in to In the Trenches, hosted by me, Will Ortner. Had a great time. We're going to keep coming out with this shorter form content, trying to get quick little things. Uh, we'll probably do my big observations through the combine sometime next week, maybe on uh, Sunday or Monday. We'll get it out to you guys. Uh, anytime there's any big NFL news, make sure you come to the channel because we're going to get that podcast and those thoughts and information out to you guys as well. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful evening. Oh, look at this run. What a run. Marshawn Lynch still on his feet. Has blockers now. He's dancing his way for the touchdown.